Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello! Hello. Hello. Hmm. Nice to see you all. I mean, I was thinking you're Adam Cookson and I'm scared shitless. <laughs> well... It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's fine. Tommy has a plan. Oh my yeah. god, don't go into Rogar speak. <laughs> I have a plan. We're going to be fine. Don't oh, worry about it. God. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I have often noticed the dynamic of this party is that one of you will come up with a genuinely good plan, and at least one of the other people involved will fuck it up in one way. And it's not always Rogar. Oi! 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 Yep, yep. I, I no. have noticed that as well. It is not always me. <laughs> it's the dice well the best moments the ones I love the most are when one of you says the exact thing I thought you would do as like the good option and I can't say anything as the DM I'm like oh okay someone worked it out and then someone else will devil's advocate argue a completely separate point that <laughs> derails the good plan into some fucking shambles <laughs> <laughs> it, I just sit here like you guys can't even see me I'm just like stroking my goatee like what, what the hell is this shit <laughs> <laughs> it would be so different if we did this in person wouldn't it I mean we could see your face yeah, you'd have I to have poke a pretty a face. good poker face. Yeah, but you, you, even then, you'd have to poker face so hard. <laughs> I mean, we've been doing this for a few years now, dude. I mean, uh, we might have found some of your tells. <laughs> possibly, possibly. <laughs> it's, uh, it's when he starts stroking his nipples that he's really getting good at this. <laughs> That's when you know the real shit's about to drop. <laughs> Uh, Thank God we're not on webcam. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Well, well, these three will be reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Rogar McLeod, our paladin sorcerer. And uh, let's let's do a bit of a broad recap because a lot of things have gone on in a few episodes here and uh, it's all kind of starting to come to a head a little bit. You guys infiltrated the Shimmering River camp, and your plan going in was to be as sneaky as possible and turn the two factions, the two factions you knew about anyway, the Orcs and the Gnolls, against each other. You knew that they didn't particularly like each other, and this seemed to be an alliance either of convenience or via maybe the Giants forced it, or something was at play that was keeping these guys together and not killing each other. And you wanted to tip that scale so that this whole thing would fall apart, the camp is destroyed, and you guys can move on with whatever you plan next. Maybe going after the giants directly, maybe going after the heart. Depends whose uh, argument was the most persuasive at that point in time. All in all, good idea. You even targeted something that you thought would work. You thought, hey, there's some ancestral grounds on the orc side. Maybe there's a relic in there, or a trophy, or hell, I'll dig up a corpse if I have to, but something that'll piss the orcs off enough to break this alliance. You had seeming in place so you could pretend to be orcs and gnolls. You even pretended to be Joran, given that you know he's dead and can't show up to uh, interrupt proceedings. And you began the plan, and it it started a little bit rocky. Sophia fell in a river of blood and got an infectious disease. Rogar got kneed in the testicles by Solara, and you two split up the different sides of the camp. Tommy, 
actually pretty uh, on point, following the plan, doing a bit of surveillance, being his sneaky roguish self, which is what he is designed to be, and got all the way up to stealing a great axe from the ancestral grounds, even defeating an orc warchief in the process, claiming it for his own and getting the orc's blessing on this axe being passed down. The orc that turned out was Rengar Ogresh, a previous clan leader of Clan Ogresh. All was going well. Tommy then snuck his way into the leader's tent for a meeting, actually found the biggest lead he's ever had to where Valmin might be. You heard of Arkenveld, which is the first time you've ever heard of that place, and you heard of a, another place maybe relevant to the orcs called Throck. With all this in tow, I think Tommy was feeling pretty pleased with himself. Yeah, gotta got, got say it's, um, you know, it, it, the plan was going reasonably successfully, I, I would say. Hmm. But certainly be, be, better than I was, I was expecting. Yeah. Unfortunately, then the other penny dropped. And, well, two devilish creatures decided to uh, make a bit of an entrance and essentially gave the orc leadership an ultimatum. Deliver the paladin Rogar MacLeod for his agreed fight with Lord Karnak, or we'll just level your whole camp and kill him that way. The orc leadership were a little bit surprised because they have no fucking clue who Rogar is, and they have never seen these devils in their lives. <laughs> uh, Cordon Ogresh, the leader, pretty stoic and uh, military-minded dude, was uh, put on the back foot a little bit and has set about trying to find Rogar. And our fake Joe Run and Tommy decided to point him at the Knolls, still trying to keep with the plan. Maybe he can stir up a bit of uh, animosity there and claim that Rogar is secretly a Knoll. So right now, the Orcs are making their way to Volreth, the leader of the Knolls, to hash a few things out, let's say. Unfortunately... While all that was going on, Sophia got caught by a Yugoloth, a member of the Awoken, the creatures that essentially are the acolytes to the Illuminated, their chosen worshippers. This fiendish creature unfortunately saw through Sophia's disguise and then just dispelled it. And Sophia tried to bluff her way out of it, and she managed to convince him not to kill her, but, well... It uh, decided to march her through the camp, pick up another Yugoloth friend of his that could apparently see through your illusions, and called Rogar over. The two groups briefly intersected at the uh, bridge, in which point the Yugoloth found out that, hey, some devils have arrived and say that you can't leave the camp, which kind of scuppered their plan to get rid of Rogar and Sophia, because the Yugoloths, and presumably the whole of the Awoken and the Illuminated, want this camp to keep existing for whatever reasons they have. In fact, Sophia learned a great deal. It turns out that Rogar is working with an Illuminated, or at least certainly with these Awoken, and has been promising things to their leader. He also is the reason the Devils are here. And, well, things just keep spiraling out at that point, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> so, where we left off, Tommy, rather than get spotted by the Yugoloths, decided to retreat over to the Orc side of the camp, leaving the Orc leadership group to go speak to the Knolls. Um, and I think he's got a few things in mind that he wants to try to do quickly, because the, the timer here is ticking. The Devils only gave you one hour. However, Rogar has his own plan. 
he has been oh, holding on God. to a very powerful spell scroll for a very long time now. And he intends to try use it on Karnak to stop this duel from ever taking place and uh, escaping with Eclipse. And on suggesting this plan to his uh, new awoken friends, they said the only person they know who could cast this spell is someone called Bloodseer Namira, who is the person on the Knoll side of things responsible for summoning all these demons, or at least the bulk of them. And that's kind of where we left off. <laughs> <laughs> Never fear, help is here. <laughs> well, yes, help for who and what? Mm. Me. Exactly. <laughs> Rogar, the great champion of Sarnath. Rogar, the great champion of himself. <laughs> right. You know, if you actually think about it, I've probably saved the world more often than anybody. In fact, I've saved the world like four times. Is the man single-handedly. He was, he was, he was gradually, or was gradually, working his way through the plains, destroying them. I mean, yeah, the probably world. just um, is, is to let it burn, dude. Is is it saving the world though? I mean, or is it just sparing it, ready? Well, in Rogar's eyes, it's saving the world. So, <laughs> <laughs> in Rogar's eyes, it's saving the world. <laughs> we, we all know Rogar vision is a very weird thing, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I'm guessing we're heading straight towards the uh, the ritual chamber where uh, the uh, the this null priestess is. Yes, you are. So this large green yugoloth, this kind of I keep describing it as like a demonic orc-looking creature. This um, winged, horned fiend with a massive great axe is leading you, Sophia, still by the neck, as he's not trusting you in the slightest, Sophia. Probably a good thing. Yeah, you've, you've not quite sold him that you're on Team Illuminated. No. Mm. So, though he may be willing to buy that Rogar is who he says he is, he's not convinced that you are. And he's also bringing his little um, dog-shaped Yugoloth in tow. As you're walking there, he's going to try to take you the slightly quiet way around, walk back down alongside the uh, the river towards the ritual chamber again. As you're walking, Rogar, he turns, he says to you, You know, in all the confusion, I don't think we were ever properly introduced. My name is Menderax, and this, and he nods at the dog-shaped Yugoloth, is Kusator. Tell me, Rogar, you made mention that you know where the heart of the Titan King actually is, in case this all goes quite badly. As I say, if I die here, I don't really die. Would you enlighten me as to where the heart resides? <laughs> it's a good question. It's a good question. But what's to say that if I tell you, you won't just do away with me in this whole thing anyway? You know, <laughs> I, I know, I know the way we think. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I understand your trepidation, I do. <laughs> but I have my hands full here, and I am not one to fail a mission. I assure you, I merely wish to act as a backup in case your little plan fails and this devil does you in. <laughs> but as... A follower of our great leader. Do you not think I already have a backup in place? No. 
And who would that be? Hopefully not someone in this camp, because odds are this place is going to be a crater if we fail. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, no, no. Back here. Back in our, uh, back in our fort, back in our, uh, our home, if you will. I, I have one of uh, one of my allies there, who were uh, was, well, I would almost say she was gifted gifted directly to me from our Lord while I was in the Dreamlands, and uh, she is keeping safe the map that tells us where the heart is. Hmm. I see. Well, that's good news. Now I'll be less sad if you die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sure I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. You know, but I'm I'm you know, not 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 too sure on the whole dying bit. You know, not entirely sure what I am. You know, we'll we'll see we'll see how this goes. Hmm. We may find out sooner than one would hope, but. Seems we're here, and you guys walk towards the entrance to the ritual chamber that you saw before, and you notice the um, the dog-like Yugoloth, this Kusator, is kind of growling at something invisible, and you remember being spoken to by invisible creatures before, and you see kind of bats at something, and you watch this little tiny green demon briefly appears after being smacked to one side, and it kind of sticks its middle finger up at Kusator and then goes invisible again. <laughs> as um, Menderax leads you inside. And you're greeted to a very similar view that you saw before, quite a busy outer chamber, this room that's covered and inlaid in like bone and skull and just looks truly terrible. It looks very much like you'd expect a um, small ritual chamber to Yinogu may look. You still see the demons in here in the knolls, though you don't see Beroth. He is either presumably in the inner sanctum, or as left, you don't know. As you're walking inside, the demons, there's two centaur-like creatures that are covered in these armored plates with these serrated blade tails approach Menderax, and you don't know exactly what's happening, because they seem to be exchanging looks back and forth quite a bit. And then the demons take a few steps back, and you're wondering if perhaps everyone in this room, apart from you guys, is uh, telepathic. <laughs> <laughs> necessarily need to speak to each other. They seem to allow you to pass and you walk up the stairs that you saw that poor prisoner being dragged up before and you walk through the large chamber door that's inlaid with skulls and you make your way into the inner sanctum for the first time as you unfortunately could not get in here earlier and you're greeted with quite a sight. You see a floor that has been very carefully engraved from one end of the room to the other and you see liquid that you have to assume is blood seeping through all the little cracks that have been carved into the earth in the center you actually do see a pool of blood that has been fashioned out of it could have just been a large fountain or something in a previous life but this is very much full of the same liquid you see pouring out into the river you see four fangs of yinogu inside all chanting in abyssal, just various curses and demonic. Occasionally you hear the word Yinogu over and over again, but it's all about slaughter and praise and offerings. It's the same kind of chanting just over and over again. In the center of this fountain, 
there lies a large altar, and resting on top of that altar, you spy a black chalice. There seems to be weeping black smoke, kind of softly rolling over the lip of the chalice and mingling with the blood underneath, and tending to that object. You see Bloodsea Namira, who is a knoll, unsurprisingly, on the knoll side, and I'll show you what she looks like. Ooh. Ooh. Indeed. Compared to some of the other gnolls you've seen, she's a lot thinner. She's unlike someone like Beroth, who's just a, a hulking monster, and Volrath, who looks like he could punch through a tank. Namira, reflective in her spellcasting prowess, as you found with most wizards, doesn't look the most physically intimidating, but she is carrying a rather peculiar-looking wand, which has little symbols of Inogu dangling from it. She's got it almost a light brown fur, but you see her eyes are similar to the fangs of Inogu eyes. They glow slightly red. You know this this woman has undergone many packs with the demonic, and she seems to be the one purely focused on bringing through more reinforcements. You also do spy Beroth in the room. He is covered in blood, and given that there were a lot less prisoners in the cells when you walked past, you can only imagine what's been going on all this time as you were elsewhere. The Bloodseer spies your group entering the room and is perplexed. She certainly wasn't expecting to see any of you. And the fangs of Yinogu stop chanting and Beroth takes a more aggressive position as Menderax kind of raises his hands and goes, Apologies, Namira. I hate to interrupt your work. But it seems we have a bit of a situation going on outside, and I don't think any of you have been informed. It seems we're going to be under attack quite soon, from a horde of devils. And you see the fangs of Yinogu all start bearing their literal fangs. They hate the devils with a passion, and even just cursory religious knowledge gives both of you an idea that, yeah, devils and demons do not get on in the slightest. In fact, you would both be familiar with a concept known as the Blood War, which is just an endlessly raging war between the two planes. They despise each other. Oh dear. Rogar's kind of like, you know, looking around like, you know, doing that whole whistling thing where it's like, it definitely wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> the Bloodseer looks concerned and angry and stares at Menderax. What has brought devils here? They cannot interrupt my work. We are not prepared for such an attack. Mm, yes, Namira, that is true. If they were to attack us with full force, we would come off worse, though I'm sure we'd give them a fair fight. <laughs> no, we are here specifically because we hope to lessen their offensive capabilities. Oh, and Beroth, while you're growling in the corner over there, I think you might be best served going to check on Volrath. I saw pretty much the entirety of the Orc leadership going to confront him, and he might want a little bit of backup. You see, Beroth sort of snarls, similar to Volrath, he doesn't really like being told what to do, but he's got even less standing to argue against Menderax, and Beroth leaves the chamber, taking the four fangs of Yinogu with him. 
Now, Nimira, the reason we have come to you is... Well, you're quite a talented spellcaster, and my new friend here, a fellow Awoken, has a plan that should hopefully cripple the devils, perhaps even make them reconsider their whole attack. Rogar, tell them your plan, would you? <laughs> you oh, okay, okay, okay. So... Yeah, mm. so I can get the leader of these devils to meet me here for a one-on-one -on -one fight. But my plan is I have this super cool spell and you can trap him in like an emulet and then they won't fight. Kind of simple, really. Cut the head off the snake, snake dies. Trap him. Show me the spell scroll. I will show her the spell scroll. You take out this incredibly fancy-looking spell scroll, just inlaid with gold and runes and things, and when she walks over to take it from you, she looks at you, Sophia? And I have to ask, do you wear your symbol of Kalembor on show? Because I have a feeling you do. I don't know if you thought to hide it, given that you were disguised. Mm, probably not, if I'm being really honest. She looks at you, and you just see anger flash through her eyes. Goes, <sighs> what is this you would bring? <sighs> you would bring one of Kalembo's dogs in here. Disgusting. And Mendorax kind of raises one hand. He still kind of got you by the throat, like on the back of the neck, and goes, Oh, don't worry about her. We, I haven't quite decided how I'm going to deal with her yet, but that's a separate point. Don't worry. You know how to behave, don't you, Sophia? And nod vigorously. <laughs> yes. I don't know if any of you want to try do any checks or anything on anything in the room, by the way, because otherwise we're just going to speed through this a little bit. So let me know if you do. Uh, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a check while I was like, you know, Trying to look inconspicuous. Are you looking at the room? Are you looking at the chalice? What are you trying to work out? Just a room, because I think that's something Rogue I'll be quite interested in. Mm. Okay, do me a just general perception check then. Um, so Namira will take the spells. I will look at the chalice, because no one is really paying any attention to me apart from this last. Natural bit. one! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Sophia, do me either. I'd say do me either a religion or an arcana check. Oh, shit. Up to you which one you want. Right. Let's go with religion, because that's intelligence. They're both intelligence. Damn it. Eight. Eight. You look at the chalice, and I mean, it's clearly a magical object of some power, in fact. But you're not exactly certain exactly what it is. You've heard that they're summoning devils you don't know maybe this chalice plays into that but you're really not sure with an eight mm. but you can definitely feel the the abyssal energy almost like coming off this thing in waves like you feel sick to your stomach being close to it i mean this whole room is just disgusting to begin with but that stands <laughs> out as a just <laughs> just a terrible object to be near it is leaking evil into the world 
while you two are just kind of glancing around to learn these things, Namira has taken the spell scroll out and starts to look through it. And you see a bit of frustration on her face. And she goes, This spell is beyond me. I... And she kind of looks closer again and goes, I understand portions of it. But if I was to try use this, it is a risk that I could not successfully cast it. Well, and which is the risk? Because essentially... You know, you you know, you use up the scroll, you use up the scroll. Let's be fair here, but you know what 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 what's you know? You're not gonna you're not gonna die, are you? So you know, what's the risk here? Yeah, well, the risk is simply that the spell scroll will be entirely useless if I fail to cast it, and if it brings the devil's attention onto me, I don't see why they wouldn't kill me. But do we have any better plans, or is this? All or nothing. Hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn to. Uh, in fact, I'm gonna turn to Sophia actually, because she's. Because she's. She, you know, she can't. She can't exactly lie uh, mm-hmm. in this situation. But in fact, yeah. In fact, no. I'll address. I'll address it to everybody. I'll say, well, look. I tell you what, right? If I if I can convince them to let you guys go, if of if this hell knight defeats me, you let. You know, you you gotta let my friends leave as well. So essentially, I'm saying, rather than draw attention to yourself, let's just take the chance that I'll, that you know that they won't kill all of you if this goes that doesn't go our way. So basically, what you're saying is that if it if it goes badly, you'll take the blame. Yeah, and you and you and you and, you're, and, you're, and you're, you'll go right. Well, that was the last straw. Okay, here I am. Fight me. Yeah. I mean, you may be able to speak to this devil and have it agree to those terms. I think it will be less inclined if you attempt to banish it with this spell, but depends what you think is more of a gamble. Um, Well, just, I suppose it's open to the room, (laughs) in a way. Are you asking us out of character? I, I, no, I, I, I'm I'm speaking just 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 as a kind of what what is the alternative? I'm not here, but, but so the alternative that they, you you don't cast it, and then what you still have to give yourself up to the. So basically, what I'm what I'm saying to them is, if they don't, if they don't, if she, if she, if they don't try and cast it, mm-hmm. e- either way, there's there's a high the 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 devils and they hate. Uh, we know about this hatred so there's a high chance that they're just going to wipe everybody out anyway yeah that that's my thinking so what i'm saying is i'll make a deal that if you win win or lose yeah there's no repercussions to everybody in this camp but i want him to to let i want the people i want basically because sophia's the only one they know of i want them to let sophia go i'm gonna try and Persuade them to do that. Um, well, if, if I need to roll a pers- persuasion, what uh, convince these two, Mendarax and uh, Namira, or for Karnak when he arrives? If this is your plan, no, no, no. I mean, uh, I'll speak to Karnak when we get to that. But this is what I want to try see if I can convince them of. If they think that's a good idea, then we'll go with it. If they don't think it's a good idea and they want to cast us try uh, the original plan, then. 
go with that. So basically, because uh, though Rogar know of this great war between devils and demons, he doesn't know the I don't, doesn't know the ins and outs of it. So that's why he's kind of gauging what they, you know, what they think. Because that's what I'm basing the fact that Karnak will just wipe everybody out on. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Menderax kind of shrugs a little bit and goes, hmm, "Devils have no issue entering into deals that benefit them in one way or another." I'm struggling to see how much leverage you might have to convince this devil to not simply go through with slaughtering everyone here. It already thinks you're willing to fight it one-on-one. I agree that if you attempt to cast this spell upon him, he's probably going to assume all bets are off and unleash hellfire upon us all. I'm happy to go with what you think is best, Rogar, but I don't know how good any of your options truly are. Hmm. See, if only... only... Malkarak had been open and told me that we were all that we were all working as one, then I wouldn't have brought him here. Mm. <laughs> mm. <sighs> Secretive lipless bastard. <laughs> <laughs> what was the deal that um the the succubus and the incubus? That if they deliver me within an hour, they won't yeah. they they won't just murder everybody in the way to kill me. I mean, I mean, don't don't forget this is a deal with the devils. So their 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 deal is if you don't don't bring him within an hour, then they won't murder everyone to get to you. They haven't said anything about murdering everyone after they get to you. That's exactly, true. which is what I've, which is why I'm trying to figure out what to do. You're you're because... you're, you're trying to, to to potentially well not alter the terms of the deal, but. Um, uh, kind of, kind of uh, re- re- renegotiate on your own behalf, effectively. In a sense, yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Tell you what. Roll the dice. Keep... Oh, I'll put it this way: keep the scroll. Right. If it starts to go badly, use it. Hmm. Yeah. So, so I'll say, I'll say to her. <laughs> look, look. Uh, I'll tell you what, my dear. I'll tell you what. I'll go out there and I'll face him one on one. If, if I should lose, then, and he doesn't keep to, uh, you know, his his side of the bargain and starts to attack yourselves, then use it. Try and save everyone. But if I win, or if he doesn't try and kill you all, just let my friends go. Simple as that. I mean, Nimira looks at the scroll again and looks back at you and looks at Menderax and growls a little bit and goes, I, I would not trust anyone to bargain well with devils and get what they want out of it. If you fight this creature and fall, perhaps this will be our best option, regardless of what this creature says. So she likes the plan. M-Dog, does he like the plan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to say, I'm dog you. <laughs> Raises an eyebrow at you and sort of nods a little bit. Well, it's better than no plan. Sophia, you don't have a choice, so. Yeah. I'm like, oh, if you look at me, I'll be like, why the fuck are you looking at me? 
<laughs> Do I look like I have a say in anything right now? One of us is a prisoner, one of us is complicit. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, that's fine. I'm going to start uh, putting my things into the bag of holding, like coin, etc. Uh, as we, uh, I- I'm, I'm going to walk. I'm trying to think the best place. I, let, hang on, let's have a look. Let's have a look at the map. So I don't know where Tommy's running off to, do I? So you don't, although presume that while you've been well, talking, well, you don't know he's run off. Tom, True. No, you, you know you, you did all see me, didn't you? Yeah, you, you did see. Well, you saw an orc running in the other direction. They actually didn't see exactly what was going on. Okay. Oh yeah. So you, you you don't potentially know that while you're chatting away, things are happening on the orc side of the camp. So uh, I'm gonna say I, I'm just gonna say to him, "Fuck it, great bonfire. That's what we'll fight," and uh, start marching off like I'm I am the champ. <laughs> champ is here. Are they gonna like <laughs> that? Like you're inviting them all into their camp? Unless they say otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know why I'm getting at here. I, I don't know. Why not? Who gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's, 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 a bit, it's a little bit like um, staging a boxing match in, in like somebody else's lounge. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. See what happens. Uh-huh. Okay, so while all that was going on and fates were being decided, Tommy, you and Solara ran back over to the orc camp. What are the pair of you up to? So on as as we're running, Tommy's been dropping meat out of his bag of holding, mm-hmm. the, the meat sack, kind of a, quite 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 smelly, um, slightly rancid meat, but um, smells um, like perhaps some wolves might be interested in that. So my first thought, as as we're running, as we're sort of away from prying ears, I'm going to speak to Solara and say, "Remember that uh, that giant? Seems to be a uh, yeah. bit pissed." Yeah. Well, I'm thinking we need to start causing a bit of a ruckus now. So if we uh, if we run back in on him and tell him the knolls have nicked all the booze, I can only only assume he'll go off blundering over there to go and try and get some. That'll start kicking up a bit of a fight, hopefully. And with the top brass of the orcs over there. Uh, it's going to look uh, going to look like something's someone on one side or the other is is trying to hoodwink the other, trying to start something, and hopefully it's all going to kick off. Meanwhile, I'm thinking we uh, we release these hounds. Hope they uh, hope they follow the trail of meat back over the bridge and end up getting stuck in as well. And then I'm thinking we we hit up the armory, see if we can get in, see if we can nick anything from there, and then maybe set the thing on fire. You know, if we can get out of sight for a moment, with everything going on, all this chaos going on, with a bit of luck, we can sneak back across the bridge and uh, see if we can free Sophia. Oh, okay. We can we can give it a shot. What do you want to try first? Go get the giant. Uh, yeah. I mean, if he's he's going to take a while lumbering over there anyway, so hopefully other things will be moving by the time he reaches him. Mm. Okay. So the pair of you make a a line for the brewery where you last saw this giant. And uh, did both of you go inside? Uh, yeah, we're gonna gonna burst in as if it's urgent. Okay, um, so you burst. Gonna... Yeah, go on. I'd say, but 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 obviously, I'm still gonna be. Um... Actually, no, I don't need to really mime that I can't talk. I can't imagine the giant knows who I am, and even if he does, he, he's gonna be pissed anyway. <laughs> but it still might be better for Solara to be slightly more convincing, and maybe me, I can kind of 
help out. So yeah, let's do that. What did giants? I'm guessing giants. The giants gonna speak orcish then. Or well, we can speak to it in orcish. I assume it can talk to the other orcs. Yeah, so I'm assuming, but yeah, I don't know what or, or, language giants speak. Giant, I'm guessing. No, they do indeed speak giant. Ah, cool. <laughs> do, do, do you do, speak do, that, Tommy? Do, uh, I do not. I speak the useful language. Actually, it might be useful through Tommy's survival. This I speak dwarvish. Oh, um, okay. Which, 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 which kind of is would would be quite helpful in a craftsman's world, but um, is not really particularly useful in anything we've done so far in the how many years of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when you create True. a character, you don't know the world you're going to be going into. <laughs> I assume dwarves would be more prevalent than they are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dwarves haven't really shown up much. The one dwarf I gave you is now a monster, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay, so you burst into the brewery, and it would be quite a large building were there not a giant sat in the corner, like with his back leaning up against the wall, taking up most of the room. And you get your first good look at this creature, Tommy, and it's not just any giant. It is a... Blue, heavily armored giant with the largest great axe you've ever seen by its side. You would take a wild stab in the dark that this is a frost giant. Okay. And it is huge. Yeah, this giant, if it was stood up, you'd say he was nearly 20 foot tall. It is the largest creature you've probably ever been in close proximity to and not fought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's yeah, <laughs> it's very big. And you hear it yell something that actually you do understand, Tommy, because you've got your um, Helm of Languages on. I'm assuming you're probably turning that on when you go into here just in case. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So you've got your comprehend languages going, and you hear the giant yell over to an orc barkeeper who's been running back and forth, seemingly for hours because he's covered in sweat and grime and does not look very happy. You hear the giant just go, "More booze, more!" And then he kind of squints and, like, you see, he's swaying a little bit as he leans up against the wall and goes, oh, "Stupid orcs, can't understand me." And then you can tell that what he's saying changes languages, though you still comprehend it. You hear, you, orc, booze. And you guess that he knows a bit of orcish, but not quite as fluent as uh, he would be in his natural tongue. Do you do anything at this point as he's angrily yelling at the uh, barkeep for more alcohol? (laughs) Uh, I think I'll I'll wait a second until hopefully the barkeep heads off. To go and get more. Mm. I kind of don't want him want him refuting our claims straight mm. away. Yeah, the barkeep kind of sighs heavily, like wipes some sweat off his brow and starts heading into a back room. And uh, Solara turns to you and just goes, now, should we try it? Yeah, do it. She walks up to the giant, who's kind of blurry-eyed and swaying a little bit, and you wonder if, if he fell over, would he take the wall with him? <laughs> and Solara goes, Oh, great giant master, I have terrible news. The gnolls have stolen all of the alcohol in our camp. 
They stole it under cover of darkness, and we didn't see them. If you want any more booze, you're going to have to get it back from them. And she'll roll a persuasion. Can I can I try and help her? Because I've been gesturing in the background. Yeah, sure. What do you want to? What are you gesturing? Uh, so I, I I kind of um I I kind of point over to the the knoll side. I'll, I'll kind of I kind of look pissed and like the fucking beer's gone. You know, <laughs> give it give it kind of like size. Like we need to go and get that get it back. Like like as as if I'm itching to go over there and kick some ass. Okay. Try and get him in the in the frame of mind that we're gonna we're gonna go and um go and duff up some knolls, get the beer back. Basically, giant beer run. Let's do this. <laughs> um, okay. With that, and given that he's heavily inebriated at this point, uh, I will give her advantage on this persuasion. Actually, no, not persuasion, deception. Uh, Twenty-four. The giant kind of leans in close to Solara, and you see he sort of almost rolls himself around onto all fours, because if he stands up in here too much, he'll take the roof with him. Um, this this building was not built for giants. In fact, you wonder how he got in. They may have had to build the wall after he sat down. <laughs> and he kind of looks down at Solara and goes, You stole my alcohol. You stole my beer. I get sent to the arse crack of nowhere in these warm lands. I'm swaying like mad here. All because I can speak a bit of orc. They send me down here. What did I ever do to Vestra? I ask you, what did I do to her? Why has she sent me on this shitty mission? And those fucking hyenas steal my alcohol. What the fuck? And he kind of grabs his great axe, swings it at the wall behind him, which you realize is actually like a big barn door, which is probably how he actually got in in the first place, smashes it to pieces with a single swing and starts lumbering outside, just chunnering to himself in a drunken stupor about how he hates gnolls, he hates orcs, he hates being here. The damn place is too warm for a creature like himself. He just hates everything about this. <laughs> oh, I like him. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if Tommy could speak giant, I think he'd um, he'd appreciate him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you now have a drunk, lumbering giant heading, presumably, you hope, over to the knoll side of the camp. That's, that's as, as, as best as I can do, really, on that part, yeah. Uh, or best as Solara can do anyway. Right. Okay. Um, next phase of the plan. I think we're going to. I want to get these um, these wolves out, but I don't want to send them off too early, and I also don't want to get eaten by them. So, I'm wondering if I, should, if I should do that first, or if I should try and hit up the armory first. I think I think if I can if I can send them off just be- just before we try the plan. Like to move back to that side for the plan, that might be the better option. I don't want some wolves rampaging over this side trying to eat me. Anyway, so yeah, let's um, let's let's head to the armory as quick as we can. Okay, so you head over to the armory now. Are you sneaking inside of it, or are you just? I want to I want to see kind of because I, I know obviously the um, a, a good portion of the top brass have headed over with with some guards and stuff. I want to see how well guarded this place is mm. and whether it's. Whether it's going to be a case of it's trying to sneak inside, whether it's going to be a case of just, just kind of wandering in, whether we whether we could try and bluff a guard to say the um, 
the senior team have um, have are on an excursion over to to the other side of the camp, and mm. perhaps it would be a good idea to start arming people up. Okay, you actually don't see a guard on the door because right now the orc camp is searching for Rogar. So they are all about, but they are going tent to tent trying to find things. It's um, you've kicked over a hornet's nest at this point for these orcs. Good, good. The armory itself is an enclosed building that you can hear someone inside, and you can see lights on, and you can hear like the grinding of metal, like maybe someone's preparing weapons already, just in case they uh, need to fight. So it's up to you how you wish to go in. <laughs> I'll speak to you, speak to Solara, and about us, um, us kind of wandering in with the with the idea that we've been sent by the powers that be to to make sure everyone's armed and prepared, just in case the plan doesn't work, in case we don't find Rogar. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go in as if we're if, as if we're planning to, and maybe we could either con a weapon out of them, or you know, we'll we'll see we'll see see what 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 turns up. But I don't. At the moment, I don't really want to get caught sneaking. Not that I'm likely to, but if I did, it kind of ruins any uh, chance we have of talking our way out of things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you head inside the armory, and you and Solara go inside, and it it is pretty much what you expect. You see racks of weapons and armor. You see um, some blacksmithing tools and, like, um, wheel grinders and stuff like that. Like this is where they prepare themselves for war, keep weapons sharp, keep armor as clean as possible, and maybe do repairs and things like that as well. You see um, an older orc sat on a stool, currently sharpening a blade. He looks like in his day he was probably quite the fighter, but now he's got um, an eye patch over one eye, and you can see quite a nasty scar that runs down part of his face. And he's got the big, sort of grey, bushy beard and wearing a blacksmithing sort of apron. And he's uh, currently working as you head inside. Should we? Uh, I'm going to have a look around and see, like, is there any particularly interesting weapons that show up? Uh, anything anything particularly particularly impressive that, that might be useful? Sure. Um, do me a perception check. Sure. Uh, 16. With the 16, uh, you look around the room, it's hard to tell with the weapons and the armor because they're very similar. You see lots and lots of uh, battle axes and great axes. You see lots of hide armor. It all looks kind of similar. Maybe some's better than others, but you're not really certain. One thing you do see that stands out, though, with the 16 is a rather nice set of boots that's just on one side behind the counter that looks a little bit unique compared to the rest. They are a thick leather boot with white fur around the top of them and like white trimming fur and some uh, blue looking gems that are holding the laces in place. And the bottom of the shoes seem to have like um, metal spikes on them. Hmm. Uh, how how easy would it be to, to try and get over there and, and take them without being spotted? Or is it a case of we're, we're going to get pretty pretty quickly spotted? It would be a stealth and a sleight of hand to make certain that no one spotted you stealing them. At the moment, with the camp and the state's in, this place is just manned by this one guy. So if you can get past him, you'd be fine. Mm. I might, um, yeah, I might get Solara to start talking to him, perhaps about getting weapons prepared. Um, and as, as she's doing so, but just before she does so, I'm going to try and stealth and see if I can sneak over and, and, and grab them. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, I don't feel like it's a, 
Uh, I mean, he might just give them up willingly, but if we if we speak to them and draw his attention to them, um, and he says no, then we've got a bit of a he's he's already going to be well aware that we're after them, and stealing them is going to be a bit more difficult, I think. So yeah, so I'm wondering if I can get some yeah get get it, get his attention drawn away um, for enough time for me to sort of sneak in mm-hmm. and okay. see if I can grab them. Okay, so with that in mind, then Solara heads over to where the uh, older orc is and just starts engaging in conversations. She starts going through some of the things you were saying to her outside about uh, orcs need to start getting prepared. We're about to be under attack. How are the weapons doing? How's the armor? And she does her usual like stream of consciousness talking that kind of starts to distract the uh, older orc a little bit. And uh, if you do me your stealth, that's uh, ooh thirty three. So pulling your cloak of elven kind around you, you hop over the um, the counter and land very, very softly just into the shadows as you approach the boots. Now, do me a sleight of hand. A 14. 14. With a 14, it's, you're not the best at actually stealing. You're a little bit better on uh, sneaking up on people rather than pickpocketing, but you've picked up a trick or two over the years, and with a 14... You very gingerly just lift those boots up off the se- off the shelf on the side, just narrowly avoiding the uh, clinking weapons and armor nearby, and uh, I assume just drop them straight into the bag of holding. Absolutely, yeah, we'll worry about that later. <laughs> cool. Okay, uh, and then I'll, I'll 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 slip back over and out the other side and see if I can get out of out, probably probably out towards the edge of the tent maybe, and then appear to be coming in on foot as if to kind of. Um, wave Solara on that we need to do something else now. Okay. Solara uh, very quickly takes the retreat, and at this point, you're kind of getting to the end of trying to keep up appearances, so she very bluntly just breaks off conversation and heads over to you. I don't know if we can try and get out of sight for a second, see if you can... Uh... I mean, this 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 armory tent, is it... Is it this what this armory is? What's it kind of made out of? Has it got a thatch roof or anything, is there, or is it... Is there anything that's particularly flammable? It's a slightly more uh, permanent structure. So the walls are made of stone with a bit of wood leading up into the roof. And yeah, the roof itself is a bit of thatch. Mm. So if we can, so if Solara could, could try and light that, then we've got a building on fire. That's going to draw a commotion. Then I can try and get the wolves out and then head over the other side. I mean, we, we could get Solara kind of as she's running to draw help to shout, some gnolls did this maybe, and see if we can convince a few of the orcs that the gnolls are trying to attack us whilst our chiefs are over the other side. Because there's a huge state of confusion hopefully going on at the moment while everyone's trying to hunt for Rogar. There's a very, very, very large giant barreling across at the <laughs> moment. Um, so yeah, this, this, is, this is literally Tommy's, Tommy's idea is to sow as much discord and confusion between the two factions so they're chasing chasing their own tails and are pretty confident that once, well, at least the orcs are pretty confident that the gnolls are trying to attack them, mm. or or sensing sensing weakness in the orcs are trying to maybe, I don't know, maybe they are they're trying to protect their rogar that they're that the orcs are aware of now is is possibly a knoll. I don't know, Some, something something's definitely going wrong, and there's you know there's there's going to be animosity there. Hopefully enough to. To kick off a full-scale fight. Okay, so um, Solara can attempt to cast a firebolt at the thatch roof, and um, that will ignite it. 
she will have to do a sleight of hand so that no one notices her, that she's the one that shot the bolt. Well, we have we have one last trick, but I don't really want to do it. And that is that is that Solara can cast the spell again on us, can't she? If she uh, burns a bunch of um, sorcerer points, she can do it again, yeah. Exactly. And so our, our absolute get-out-of-jail card is... I don't really want to do it yet because it'd be really useful to be able to do that on Sophia as well. But if we can't, and if we're going to get rumbled, then she could potentially cast it on us and turn us into gnolls, hmm. which we could then, which would then lead very much credence to the fact that we are, we're actually gnoll agents, and that's going to cause even more confusion. And but I don't know. Let's. I'm wondering if there's anything I can do to to try to give her advantage. Maybe if I can, I can shield her somehow or find a spot. The Cloak of Elvenkind's an attunement, isn't it? Uh, it is, yes. Yeah, so, but even then, it's, it would only give us stealth. It wouldn't give us sleight of hands, but mm-hmm. I was just trying to see if I can if I can get her into somewhere where we're pretty pretty well out of sight in the hopes that we can get some, get a little bit of help. So I don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's just going to have to be a roll of the dice here, my friend. Okay, that's, let's do it then. Let's do it. Mm. Let's see. So the pair of you head outside the armory and try to take advantage of the chaos that's going on in the orc camp to let light this armory on fire. And Solara attempts to cast this cantrip firebolt without anyone noticing. Four. So she shoots the firebolt and the thatch roof begins to catch a flame. But about four of the orcs that are running around in this area turn towards her and immediately draw weapons and start yelling in orcish what the hell is she doing what is this i'm gonna i'm gonna very very quickly whisper to her say what's the orcish for null agent (laughs) solara actually i want to check one thing because i can make this interesting maybe you are taking this time to psych yourself up for the battle ahead (laughs) rigor i'm gonna get fucked up (laughs) (laughs) you you never know you don't know tell me tell me might 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 pull out a miracle. I don't know. I mean, I, I know I hit pretty hard, so you know, let's let's see what happens. Because, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, you, you, don't get me wrong. You're a decent fighter. You've you've one v one v one me broed a few people before and um, come out on top. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, well, don't, this, this... don't forget. I always forgot. <laughs> 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 I always forgot what I could do at those times as well. So yeah, well, you know. yeah, the one v one me is a bit of a yeah. It's 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 a it's a lesson in how to deal with the pressure of being a one v one and go. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I can also do all these things while I'm getting absolutely fucked. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so you remember all your stuff at least. Hopefully this time. And I, so. and I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's only he's only a hell knight. He's, he's only yeah. He's, he's probably he's probably not that that scary. I mean, <laughs> he's only you know he's 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 only only the knight of hell. You know, it's sure it's, it's fine. Yeah, champion of Asmodeus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who 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 even is he anyway? I mean, he <laughs> must have been banished from this plane once i mean he can be done it can be yeah, done he's, he's, he's only just woken up i mean he's probably a bit groggy he's hmm. yeah he's i mean he, th- he, th- he thought he was unsafe for a while and to be yeah. fair atlas might be there as well yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> you, you might have whoa indeed 
Yeah, Atlas can cheer on the banishment of this evil Rogar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might be a non-reunion reunion. It's, Don't, it's, it's not going well. <laughs> I, I just see Atlas holding Rogar in like a full Nelson, just going, come on, boss, stab him, I've got him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, there's nothing in the spell seeming that says that she can't cast it twice, and it's not concentration, and there's nothing that says the original casting would dissipate. She can, the spell lasts for the duration unless you use your action to dismiss it sooner, and that's not what she's going to do. She's going to, as this little bit of chaos focuses on all of you, she's going to burn those sorcery points to regenerate her fifth level spell. She has, unfortunately, quite a bit of sorcery points. On doing so, she's going to cast Seeming again. And, well, she's going to have a little bit of fun with it. And as there are many orcs in the vicinity... She's going now. I asked this, Tommy. Did you want to be turned into a knoll as well? I w- I wasn't initially. Well, I was initially planning to, and then I wondered if I could get away with just her being turned into a knoll, or or just just her, kind of yeah, and then me trying to trying to convince the, the guys around us to to chase after her. Yeah. So of the four orcs that spotted her, she's going to choose one of them as well as herself to turn into a knoll, and she's going to turn. Let's say six other orcs in the vicinity into gnolls as well. This is hilarious. <laughs> because, and I'll read Seeming out, this spell allows you to change the appearance of any number of creatures that you can see within range. You give the target a new illusionary appearance, but if they're unwilling, they have to make charisma saving throws. So she's going to pick all these orcs, so seven in total, and herself. So she changes into a gnoll. She picks the same form she gave to... Uh, Rogar and Sophia, this big fang of Yinogu, just so that the illusion sits on top of the other illusion she's already got cast on her. And I'm going to make some uh, charisma saves. So the first one, so one of the four orcs rolls a six, and one of the ones who was just pointing his weapon at Solara turns into a knoll. <laughs> <laughs> as this is going to be pretty amazing. As do three other orcs nearby, who are just starting to pay attention, they all turn into gnolls as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! Three of them saved, but uh... no! <laughs> so Joran, if you want to sound the alarm, <laughs> yeah, got a Joran, invasion. Joran, Joran is going to do exactly that. I mean, he's just going to start yelling. He's going to raise. In fact, no, he's going to going to fire his gun, and he's going to deliberately miss Solara, mm. but not by enough that she knows because the barrel's facing at her that it's going to miss her. But mm-hmm. so that everyone else thinks he's he's just taken a quick shot. So yeah, and that's going to be a big bang, hopefully. Okay, so with this complete confusion and you taking a shot, Solara bolts towards the Knoll camp. All the orcs are really fucking confused with this, and it gives her enough of a moment to start running away. Some start chasing after her, but then some of them are tackling each other because they look like Knolls, and there's lots of confusion going on. Tommy, is your plan to follow up with Solara? Like, go after her? I, I will do, but I'm going to make a beeline first to see if I can release the wolves. Okay. So you, while this madness is coming out, you just run past the wolf cage and just knock the gate off of it and keep on running, because I don't think you want to stick around as six dire wolves burst it out of the camp. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna, uh, no, no, I'm going to bolt after, because I kept an eye on where she was. I'm going to bolt after her. 
and if she if she's checking behind herself, she's going to see me come in as well and know it's me. Okay, so you and Solara in a uh, a big group of madness start fleeing over to the other side of the camp. <laughs> Do you know what I love is the fact that you can't speak Orcish, so you probably just shouted, "She's a null in common." <laughs> <laughs> Probably, a bunch but, of orcs. but in the confusion, I mean that's what that's why I emphasised with a gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> Actions Wait speak louder than words, especially when you've got a fucking gun. <laughs> Indeed. Also, frost giant on its way over as well. Yeah. Oh yes. So <laughs> while all that was going on, Rogar, Sophia, Namira, uh, Menderax, and Kusator have reached the grand bonfire and you guys can see there is a heated argument going on in the Null leader's war tent. Volreth is getting incredibly angry at the orcs. The orcs are yelling at him. You hear your name quite a few times, Rogar. Yep. Because <laughs> Volreth has no fucking clue who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and they're starting to question why Joran isn't here to uh, present his evidence. But the gnolls aren't the most eloquent, so it's mostly coming out as get out of my side or I'm going to kill you. As the group of you arrive at the bonfire, what do you all do? So, which one of them looks like... I'm feeling kind of... This, this, this is kind of going in my favour a little bit, but not going in my favour a little bit, because I kind of don't want all the gnolls to die, um, since they appear to be working for us. Um... <laughs> Difficult. So, cut your losses. Yeah. Learn by. <laughs> cut your losses. I uh, know well, what I want you to do, but you're not going to do that. What do you want me to do? Get everyone killed except uh, your friends. <laughs> and when I say your friends, I mean your real friends. <laughs> 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 I don't mean the Yugoloth. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that. <laughs> um, I mean, he's not, he's not even going to die. He's just going to yeah. Just going to head home for a bit. Going to have a time out from so, his boss. So <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing, like the 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 like pretty much all like nose to nose arguing with arguing with each other kind of thing. Indeed, yes. So <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know if we'll uh, let me do this, um, but <laughs> I want I want I want to walk up behind the leader of the orcs. And, well, paralyze him. If I can. Well, then you're going to have to make an attack on him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt's mic isn't picking up the sheer laughter that is coming through <laughs> next door. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, what? I, uh, I'm laughing too hard for my mic to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Take a swipe at Corden. I don't know about you guys, but I quite like Corden. He seems really level headed. <laughs> He seems pretty cool. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I, I, I really, really like the orcs. I think if, if, if this was another campaign and another time, I think Tommy would probably join the orcs. I just, yeah. I just want to kind of, para- I just kind of want to paralyze him to shut him up. So, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's that's incredibly poor. Did you just tickle him? A, I'm guessing a twelve does not hit. You just, you just, you just rested a limp. Can I, can I tickle him? <laughs> a limp hand on his face. stroked him (laughs) as you um, approach behind the orcs 
Um, and do remember that Joran requested about 20 regular orcs to accompany them, as well as the war chiefs, Cod yeah, yeah. Uh, Cordon, Tassorn, Tishan. Like, lot, lots of people are here. And now Beroth is here with the fangs of Yinogu and Volrath. This is quite a powder keg. You walk up behind Cordon and you try to go for a slash on his back. It ends up more of a tickle. <laughs> which this, let's say roughly about 14 foot tall demonic looking orc peers over his shoulder and yeah, as a reaction, uses unbridled fury and slashes at you. What the hell's that? Yeah. <laughs> because he was already pissed and gearing up for a fight, he's going to swing his greatsword at you. Okay. Actually, would he? Uh, his, his sword is ready, but he would probably just bite at you. You see that kind of demonic streak in him comes forward, and he attempts to bite at you, and I'll see if you uh, dodge up the way, now that you've got his attention. Uh, 22? Uh, yeah. So that's uh, six points of damage as well, you attempt to sucks. tickle his back, and he quickly turns around and bites at your hand as you pull it away and gives you a nasty cut across your uh, arm. And then he sort of yells out, what is the meaning of this? You want to attack me? And he uh, points his greatsword back at Volrath, and all the orcs are now brandishing their weapons at the knolls. And uh, I'm going to turn myself into Rogar and be like, is that any way to treat the guy you are looking for, you Belgies? Uh, oh, so God. slight issue, you can't dismiss the spell. <laughs> oh, can I not? Don't believe so. <laughs> right, okay, so rather than dismissing the spell, since I can't do that, I'm just going to say that and shake my... Poor? <laughs> yeah, I've just sent the guys a picture because I've just had this thought that Rogar, as a fang of Yinagu, looks exactly like Ed from The Lion King, one of the hyenas. <laughs> and I can just imagining him. <laughs> uh, sorry, carry on. <laughs> as the gnolls start getting very angry, you hear uh, Disorn is actually the one to pipe up first and go, You're the one we're looking for. You're Rogar. Oh, man, why are you so just, like, angry all the time? Hello, I'm here to save the day. Corden moves um, slightly more towards you, Rogar, and goes, What exactly is your plan to save the day? As far as I'm aware, these devils want your head on a pike. Are you proposing to simply give that to them? I thought you were going to leave it at that. Uh, yeah, I was just like, no. <laughs> so so what's, what's the plan then? Wing it. He looks at you kind of perplexed and goes, you're saying you're going to be what? Honourable? Prideful? Boastful? Attempt to take this devil on as you apparently agreed to? 
not you know not entirely sure what I agreed to. I'm going to be totally honest with you, but you know things happen, you know, and pretty sure uh, the 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 great man up there is 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 watching out for me in one way or another. And uh, it's uh, it's it's you know it's 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 a it's a, it's a fun time and uh, yeah. Yeah, unless you guys, unless one of you guys was to take my place, I mean, you know, I'm totally, totally, totally down with that. Or, you know, him, to be fair, he, he might just leave. You know, I don't know if I've ever thought of that. Um, do, do you know? Do you know one thing you didn't do though? You didn't specify the type of battle. <laughs> You're gonna play Pokemon. Dance battle, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Rap battle. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> no. Somehow I think that'd be worse. <laughs> yeah, I think probably would. At least you'd have to see the dancing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they are—they all seem reasonably happy if you're agreeing to uh, just own up to this fight and. Menderax decides at this point she's going to dispel your uh, disguise since there seems to be no reason for it anymore. And you watch as he kind of clicks his fingers and, oh, with a, that's a 22, you watch as your uh, Fang of Inugu disguise disappears and everyone sees the true Rogar. Because if you're going to go to your death, you might as well look like yourself. Yeah, yeah. And plus, you know, the... Uh, well, this, you say they see the true Rogar. What they see is like a symbiote attached to a pollen mask. So, you know, <laughs> very true. Uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit, uh, you know, fucked up. <laughs> yep. So, <Okay. laughs> yeah, let's see how this goes. This isn't going to go well, mm. but um, yeah, I'm kind of going to like, well, I suppose I'll do it. So what you thought was going to happen, dude? What? I didn't know what you thought was going to happen. Oh no, no, I don't think anything was going to happen. I'm going to go one on one with the guy. <laughs> Did you actually think I was going to do something else? I was going to, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I mean, I know you were praying for something to just get in between, but it's just not happening, is it? I mean, well, not not that you're aware of, anyway. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Not that we're aware of. So I'm kind of, I'm going to, you know, I don't know, find like a, I don't know, a plinth for summit. Somewhere, somewhere where I can look like regal. And, uh, you know, fuck it. I'll just shout out. As I, I have no idea if he'll hear me or not. But I'm guessing he will, because I'm guessing he's trying to. And uh, say something along the lines of, Karnak, you ungrateful motherfucker. I, Clanless Rogar. The hero of Aradin, the champion of Sarnath, the holder of Eclipse, challenge you one on one. And then fate to black. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Going to be more painful. One man, one devil. Eh, we'll see what happens. So, you yell that out, Rogar, and everyone here holds their breath for the longest time. God, they're all wusses. <laughs> they're not really certain what's going to happen when you see 
actually quite a distance away, probably about maybe 500 feet, maybe a bit less, maybe more like 400. You watch as a tear begins to form, like a red cut through reality that grows bigger and bigger, kind of watching the world just fall away like shards of broken glass. As you get a brief look into what is most likely the lowest level of the Nine Hells, but all you can really see is just fire, flashes of lightning, torturous screams of the damned echoing out, and you watch as creatures begin to walk out of that portal. First, you see these small flying devils. They're purple in color with these long bat-like wings and these tiny pitchforks. They're covered in these spines that seem to quiver, and you watch as a, f as a host of them flies out and starts to take up positions on nearby tents, just landing and watching. You then see a small group of guards, all dressed in the same sort of garb and armor, all with these long, like, snake-like beards that almost seem to be alive. They look like barbed tentacles, and they're just writhing on their own. All of them are carrying these horrible-looking glaives. After that, you watch as quite a bizarre creature walks out of the portal. You see this red-skinned devil that is covered in chains, and you see dangling off his arms are these chains that end in hooks. His entire body seems to be bound in these things, but it doesn't seem to really impede his movement as he wanders out. And then finally, riding a black horse wreathed in fire, you see an armored figure slowly canter out of the portal. This figure is covered head to toe in black armor that seems to just glow slightly at the edges, glow from the sheer hellfire contained within this body. You see two pinpricks of red light in the visor, and you see a long greatsword strapped to its back. And I'm going to show you guys a picture, because that's always fun. Cool. Oh. Nice. Kind <laughs> <laughs> mean, of reminds he, me of something from Final Fantasy. I mean, he's, 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 he's rocking in with a full posse and the background music playing um, as, his, as his whole crew walks up to the ring. I mean, he's, it's lit. Does anybody remember that? The, 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 the old He Man movie with Dolph Lundgren? Yeah. Where Skeletor's going down the street with all like his lines of troops. It's like that. <laughs> It, yeah, that's the way that I imagine it. And this guy, it, like, those skeletons did look a bit crap. This guy definitely does not. <laughs> <laughs> this guy looks like a badass. And why the fuck is he bothered about my the sword I carry when he's got that fucking thing? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, the bed. <laughs> uh, maybe you'll find out though, Rogar. If you're planning to heal any of those hit points, you might want to do it while they're uh, cinematically approaching. <laughs> um, I'm uh, uh, fucking free hit points, mate. And it's gonna come. To be fair, I did it wrong. It's gonna come out my ten hit points anyway, so I can't get them back. Ah, fair enough. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So, but one thing I am gonna do is, as I kind of see him coming, I'm gonna pull out the fanatic manuscripts and kind of mm -hmm. 
I I'm not going to read it, but I kind of want to... Well, actually, I suppose I'd have to read it to be able to write in it, wouldn't I? Wouldn't I? Not necessarily. I mean, this particular book is a collection of pages that have all been bound together if you wish to find just a spot and start writing. You don't need to read something in there. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start writing on it. Okay. I just want to put something along the lines of, well, I don't, I, just like a, just like a brief paragraph about, you know, how I got kind of got into this mess a little bit, mm -hmm. and and then just finish it with, Rogar was here. <laughs> kind of like 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 in Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> That's where I'm <getting> from. <laughs> uh, Are you casting any like buffing spells on yourself, taking any potions, anything like that before we start? As these guys are approaching. Let's see. What have I actually got? Ooh, I suppose True Sight isn't actually going to give me anything useful. I don't think I have anything, dude. What does Potion of Vitality do? Can't remember. Uh, I want to say it gives you max hit points when you do a short rest. Do you want a scroll of detect thoughts? Nah, it's not going to help me It's not going to help you, but... No, no. I will... Um, screw it. I will take a potion of invulnerability, which means I get uh, resistance to all types of damage. Okay. Would you like a boat? I don't think I'm going to be able... Uh, I don't think Cookson's going to let me boat him. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've got some got some torsaline, but unfortunately, I'm not where you are. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll take. I'll say. I'll take that. Uh, that uh, potion of invulnerability, and no, yeah, that's it. I'll take that. Okay. So, resistance maybe, to all types of damage. Maybe um, talk to your sword quickly and be like, any tips? <laughs> <laughs> Has he got a dodgy ask. knee or? <laughs> Tell you what, he doesn't get up to the cloud district often, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, as the Hell Knight Karnak approaches and you're quickly downing these potions and getting yourself prepared for combat, he gets off of this um, fiery horse that's known as a nightmare. Uh, he steps down and uh, walks, yeah. <laughs> walks out towards you all. <laughs> And you see he's got this very impressive, devilish-looking helm that he's wearing with these huge horns. And he takes it off. And Sophia, <laughs> you see Anne's here, stood across from Rogar. <laughs> oh, dear. I was waiting oh, for that. <laughs> oh, the, the, the moment of just hope. Okay, uh, does, are his eyes red? Uh, they don't seem to be glowing quite as much when he takes the helm off, and you see he's got his long, well, slightly uh, elongated blonde hair. He looks, apart from the armor, very much like you remember him. Am I still being held by Mandarax? Well, let's show you all a map. Oh, shit. Here it comes. I don't want to be part of the fight. Why have I got a sprite? <laughs> Why do I oh. why do I suddenly imagine him looking in, looking a bit like Prince Charming from the Shrek movies? <laughs> He's giving that vibe, yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that's, that's, that's kind of how I always pictured Ansir, you know, slightly less smarmy, yeah, yeah. but you know, he's got that kind of um, yeah, the, the 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 glossy hair, shampoo commercial hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh look good. good. <laughs> 
Okay. You can all see that? <laughs> yep, yep. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, a uh, rather large standoff has begun <laughs> as the devils approach, and in front of them are a horde of orcs, gnolls, and yugoloths, as well as Rogar and Sophia. And yes, the, as he takes his helm off, Sophia, you see Anseer. He looks out over the crowd and you see him smile. Does <sighs> he see me? He does see you, Sophia, and you does see he a react? Big, oh, you see a big smile across his face and he nods at you and goes, It's been far too long, Sophia. Far, far too long. And Rogar, <laughs> in a strange way, it's even good to see you. After everything, I... I must admit I feared perhaps it would end up this way, but... Fair, mate. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to call you mate, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit annoying, really. What happened What happened to the whole, ooh, Kellum You know, ghost hunter shit. Well, I fear after my untimely demise, I felt forsaken by my once guiding light so I had to find another path Rogar's gonna be like Sophia Sophia see see Calumvor not not for you love not for you do you want a pamphlet do you want a pamphlet <laughs> I mean just does, does Sophia believe any of that seeing as she saw Ansir yeah as, no. uh... <laughs> well it's up to you to do an inside check yeah, can, I... My friend. <laughs> can I take one now you can do Okay, and if you're advantage. wearing your helm, yeah, it's with yes. advantage. A nine! Bloody with hell! With advantage. <sighs> hey, goodbye to your faith. <laughs> you! <sighs> this creature, Ansir, whatever he is, is incredibly convincing. All the little mannerisms, the way he looks, his voice, everything, reminds you of Ansir. You know what he's saying doesn't sound right. And you actually... I mean, to a degree, you have proof that Ansir couldn't possibly be here. Mm-hmm. You saw Ansir, but something about this is so bizarre. This, If you didn't know that, you'd swear blind this was Ansir back from the dead. You don't know what this is, whether it's Ansir's body and his spirit is elsewhere, whether he got resurrected by devils or something. You don't know. This thing is convincing enough that there is serious doubt put in your head of, wait, what? How can this be possible? But I mean, surely there, there's a little bit of a kind of, yes, but we've just been looking like gnolls. So, <laughs> you know, people, well, I mean, people can look like a lot of things. I was going to say, to be fair, Sophia has a way to bring Yancia back if she really wanted to. She could end this all right now. By making a deal with the devils. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying. So, 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 so she could just have a word with the devils that are here. <laughs> I mean, it's the same people. Let's be honest. Whether she called customer services or talk, speaks to representative in store. Exactly, it's, exactly. Not, it's not, like not, customer not, services. It's not, just... not, not necessarily. I mean, you know, the devils don't necessarily have to follow the one person, do they? I mean, you know, there's, there's gods all over the shop. 
Just saying. I'm also thinking, I saw him in a dream, saw him come and help me. Someone's taken over Vance's body. But it's, it's incredibly convincing. Well, it's incredibly yeah. convincing. You yeah. believe it. I might not hit him, but I don't believe him. Yeah, it's because you have enough of what really happened in your head. Yeah. It's yeah. not like you instantly believe that this guy's ends here, but there is so much doubt there. You, you yeah. are, It's enough to question what you see. Yeah, exactly. He looks over at you, Rogar, and goes, You know, Rogar, I'm actually surprised you decided to face me today. You have long escaped judgment, and frankly, I've known you always to be a coward, one who would run at the first sign of a fight. So I am genuinely surprised that you would do your honor proud and fight me here today. It's a relief, really. I was hoping that I wouldn't have to destroy this camp, even though, and he looks around at the knoll specifically, even though I sense the demonic here. The devils all seem to sort of sneer at that, and the gnolls don't take it very well either. As he looks back to you, Rogar. Hang on a minute. What? You, what? what? You, think, you think I'm a coward? I tell you what, mate. One of us got shot running away. Yeah? The other one, uh-uh, wasn't running from now. And... Currently dead. Yes. Um, you may not have been running, but you were the cause of my death. You knocked me from that roof. You dropped me into the sight of that monster, and I could not defend myself against it, try as I may have wished to. I took the wise option to retreat in defense, but I blame you solely for my death, far more than I would ever blame that creature. Oh, well, I mean, you know, can't all not be little bitches, but, you know, you definitely seem like and sound like one. Your words would bite Rogar if I were not about to kill you. You've had a good run, I'll say that. It's time to put an end to this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's great. I'm going to draw a clips and kind of look up to where, look up to the uh, the heavens, and I'm just going to say, eat the meat, lick the bone, motherfucker, and uh, run at him. And at that point, we're going to roll initiative, and we're going to pick this fight up next week. Oh! 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 <laughs> One more week! <laughs> You're alive! For one more week. Own motherfucker. Gonna be funny. <laughs> gonna be funny. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get panned in about three, what, three moves. And that's we've taken half damage. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's see what happens. Because... Because there is a bit of um, a bit of discord going on in the camp at the moment. Let's see if it makes its way over to the bonfire before you die. <laughs> well, you know, we never know, my dear. I mean, there is there is a bit of hope, but but you have probably secured yourself and Sophia getting out of here at least. Well, so, good thing. I hope so, but we'll see. I'm um, uh, this, this, I've got, I've got an idea of, I've got 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 ideas but it really all depends on how things pan out i mean that's this is the thing you can make plans in in dnd but but as soon as like dice start to roll and things change very quickly it's all well and good um having an idea but who knows really what's going to happen next week indeed <laughs> Ooh, yeah it's uh next week's gonna be a big one i think <laughs> <laughs> well 
Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, there was no, there's no getting out. There was no getting out of it. I have no options here. It's fight him or not, mm. or, or die. So, you know, it, I've, I've, done, I've played it the only way I thought that I could. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I couldn't see any other options for you there mm. either. I can't, I've got to be honest. Um, unless, unless you like called Dwayne and ran away, but even then, he'd just catch up to you. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. You'd kind of hit the point of no return, I think, with this one. But, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll see how it plays out next week. I mean, at least you've got an audience for this fight. Yeah, that's true. And there's true. There's, there's some people in the audience who aren't wishing you dead as well, which is good. <laughs> Who's that? Um, well, probably his, his buddy, the um, Menderax. Yeah, the the big, big fat, orky looking demon dude. Yeah, he doesn't explicitly <laughs> want me dead. Exactly. And his, <laughs> and, his, and his dog doesn't. No. <laughs> you, you should you should have petted his dog because then like it know. look it looks a bit strange. So you know Pot Kettle Black. He's still a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> that little uh, pupper there, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I like how the tokens on the screen just have Menderak swinging his axe at Sophia's head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does rather look like that, doesn't it? I mean, I mean th- th- those of you who can't see our, our, our battle map, there is a lot of stuff on there. I would, ha- I would probably suggest that is the most stuff we've ever had on a battle map. I think yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. There is, yeah. It's, it's not innumerable, but there are serious numbers of all kinds of factions yeah. who, all prob- who all probably hate each other. So, and it's not all the same sprite, like copied and pasted five bajillion times. It's no, no, all no, very no, different. No, and um, taking some effort in this, definitely. And considering Bunkle just said, "Oh, well, we're going to do it by the fire," and now he's had to populate this map all of a sudden. <laughs> not bad. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I come prepared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Thank you for joining us, everyone. That was Gunpowder Treason No Plot. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash gtmp. Lots of goodies on there for you to check out at different tier levels. And if you want to chat to us generally, we are on Twitter. I am there as at treasonno, and my players are there with their player names and gtmp at the end of it. If you want to check out lore and artwork and things like that, we also have a WordPress website at Gunpowder Treason No Plot and a Facebook group also at Gunpowder Treason No Plot. And I will hand you over to our co-hosts to say their own little goodbyes. As has become accustomed, I'm going to take us to somewhere else in this great world of ours. And I believe I left us looking at our black figure and hearing a scream in the distance. And as a man rushes to where he heard this scream, to offer aid we can only assume, we see him draw looks like a longsword. With a flash of blue. What does that mean? Do we know? I've been James Bunkle. And if you'd like to hear more from me, I'm afraid you can't. Um, but yes, we are moving on once again um, on Tommy's book of weapons to the letter W. So, uh, W's. W is for uh, Warhammer. Uh, Warhammer. Formerly Warhammer Fantasy Battle or just Warhammer Fantasy is a tabletop miniature war game with a medieval fantasy theme that simulates battles between armies of different factions. Wait, no, that's the wrong fucking page. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Warhammer. Uh, Warhammer is a it's a hammer that you use for war. 
it's—I mean, it's pretty fucking self-self-explanatory. To be honest, it's a great big fucking hammer. You hit people in the head with. Now, the reason that a warhammer is quite useful in a battle, where you'd think, you know, it's a—it's a tool, isn't it? But when uh, when those big noble fuckers they start getting all the um, all the fancy armor on, and they start spending some real dosh on it, and they get some, you know, fairly heavy-duty gear. When you've got a sword and you're not a pro with it like me, find all the little weak spots and stuff, you start slapping away at this guy. It's just doing absolutely fucking nothing, isn't it? He's uh, all these all these blows just raining off his armor. He's just standing there, big fucking grin on his mug. Well, you have to be a bit more creative, don't you? What's good when there's a bloke in a tin can? You can't can't stab him. You can't slice him. What you can do instead is you can club him over the fucking head, and a big killer and knights is concussions. So what you do is you give him a ringing fucking blow on his head, and he's got no padding under there really. He's got maybe a cloth cap with a bit of um, a bit of fibres in, but nothing really to withstand the concussive shock of a great big fucking piece of metal hitting him in the side of the noggin. He's going down. He's probably got brain damage now, and if he doesn't, you've got a spike on the other end of your axe. You swing that with all your might. And with a bit of luck, on a weak spot, you puncture a great big gaping hole through it. I like a Warhammer. It's not my tool of choice. It's not my way of fighting. But if I was a big fucker like Rogar, I'd probably swing one around. Warhammer. Three daggers up. Only three? Out of five, yeah, because it's not my, my weapon, is it? Okay, fuck off then. I'll, I'll give it four. Yay! Right. There you are. <laughs> <You're happy now. laughs> the writing yes, vote swayed you. <laughs> <laughs> As you said, the letter is W, as in white, which are undead creatures given a semblance of life through sheer violence and hatred. They drain the life energy out of victims by touch, turning them into new whites upon death. They appear as weird, twisted reflections of the former life that they had. They exist in a state between living and dead. So just like Rogar then. Hmm. Though he may soon be more on the dead side. Yeah. What's, what's I'm not too sure word? if I'm rooting for that or not. Can I, can I, we, we don't even know if I can die yet. Let's be honest here. Well, yeah, I, I've come back several times already. I'm just wondering <laughs> what you lose if you die again. Free will. Well, <laughs> <laughs> may find out uh, sooner rather than later, I'm afraid. But <laughs> thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. See ya. Hey, I'm Brad, and if you like D&D, and fantasy stories with lots of magic, adventure, strange beasts, and oddball characters, and comedians with New Zealand accents, then oh boy, have I got just the show for you. The Fate of Ison is a podcast that has, wait for it, all of those things. Remember those things I mentioned? It's got all of them! Now go listen to The Fate of Ison, because it's good, and you deserve good things. Fate of Ison a proud member of the Necropodicon Network. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.